1: Hey, folks, and welcome to Typology, the show in which we explore the mystery of the human personality through the lens of the Enneagram. Man, we're really excited to have you here with us today. We've got a fun couple on with us today, Kim and Penn Holderness. They're the authors of the book, Everybody Fights, So Why Not Get Better At It? Kim says, we fight a lot like a lot more than your average couple on a sitcom. And we want to help teach you how to turn your recurring fights into useful conversations that will help your relationships thrive. So we go into rules of engagement and all the different things that they've learned. And of course we do it through the lens of the Enneagram. Pen is a seven and Kim is a one, but this is helpful for all of you. You're going to enjoy this conversation. They are a hoot. We have a lot of fun on this show and it is loaded with insights. That's it for me, Anthony Skinner. Super happy to have you here. And now, without any further ado, here is the host of our show, Ian Cron. Penny Kim Holderness,
2: welcome to Typology.
0: Thank you so much for having us.
2: I'm so excited about your new book. Everybody fights, so why not get better at it? It's a super title, man. Yeah. And and I can't wait to jump into hearing about the relationship between an Enneagram 7, The Enthusiast, and an enneagram one, so you think? Allegedly, we've been talking Allegedly. about this all week. This has so dominated
0: we of- <laughs> our <laughs> week. You have no idea. <laughs> well, you've taken the
3: test like three times, and you've gotten three different results. Anyway, anyway yeah, we're gonna yeah, get exactly. into this, but yeah. but
0: I have been anxiously awaiting this podcast because I need you a to just diagnose me. But this is dom. This this has just dominated our entire week. I'm so. just
2: here for the yeah popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, but you, you, you think, what were the other numbers you you keep coming up as?
0: So we took a, we took it first at during like a marriage course thing we did. And I think I got like a two and with a seven Mm -hmm. or something. And then I took it again.
3: Aren't you a four?
0: Then I was a four. Yeah. And every, when I announced that I was a four, everybody in the room was like, oh no, you're not. No, that's wrong. And then when it came back as a one. And our producer, we've only started like shooting in person again, and everybody's in a mask and so I said a one, a perfectionist, and her and she's the sweetest, her eyes got real big, and then she kind of slouched in her chair, and then he went and <laughs> here's hid, what I did I, like, he, they,
3: they were talking, and I was like,
0: and he went and found some curtains, and he like hid behind the. Curtain. <laughs> I'm like, I am not a perfectionist. <laughs> and they, they all just started hiding. And I'm like, am I, prof- I've never heard that word or f- or identified that with that word. Then I started reading and I was like, I thought it was my anxiety because I have diagnosed anxiety. So I thought that these were all like traits of my anxiety, but it really, it is, I think it, it's all big, one big soup of Enneagram one.
2: All right. Well, we'll find out. I you could also have multiple personality disorder.
0: True. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes marriage more fun.
2: She's all those numbers. That's going to be a yep. fascinating interview. We really need to get someone on who has that who suffers from from MPD because that way we can right. actually get all nine types. That's right. At, in one, in one shot. In one show. In yeah. one show. It'd be fantastic. All right. Talk to me a little bit about the dynamic of a 7 and one marriage. And that may actually also tell me a little bit about, Kim, what your type might be.
3: Well, I mean, we can start by by saying, like I, I am not like a super student of, like I read the report of what, all 40 pages of the report of what yeah. a seven is. I don't know if a seven, if part of a seven's trait is not to want to read the full report, but I did go through most of it. <laughs> um, our, our relationship uh, is, it has, it it's good. Uh, it's gotten better at learning how to communicate and and fight with each other from the book that we wrote. Uh, It was born out of of a friendship. And we genuinely like being around each other so much that we started to work together and then learned all kinds of new things about each other and had to adjust the way that we worked with each other. Having said all of that, when I took the Enneagram test and it said, don't talk about stuff going on at work, there's that instruction on the top of it. Like, don't talk about stuff going on at work or like something now, try to make this a general statement about yourself in in person. I don't know how to separate those things anymore. Hmm. Like our our life and our work are almost the same thing now. Um, And so, uh, but we've learned how to communicate and we've learned how to be honest around each other to the point that I do think that we help each other out, even though we are very different in the way that we go about things.
0: I think that we are, the blessing is that we're both really self-aware. I Mm. am, I've read all the self-help books. I'm fascinated by Enneagram and, or any, or any tool quite honestly that can help a person identify their strengths and their weaknesses and how to make those weak, turn those weaknesses, like how to work with those and identify those. And I'm fascinated with it. And as, as a, with a partner to know what, what his strengths and triggers are and and what, what his weak points are and then how to best communicate. So I know that, and I know he's a huge extrovert and I think it works because he's the reason we have fun in our house I'm the reason bills get paid and I'm the reason that, you know, there are groceries available to my family. So I think the balance of our personalities is actually one of the reasons our marriage is so good. Um, but his willingness when we, we, you know, we wrote this book with our, our marriage counselor, because we, every, you know, every marriage hits a rough patch, but I think like the willingness and part of it was like learning, like, this is what he needs to recharge. This is what I need to recharge and learning that was really valuable.
2: Okay. All right. So Penn, you're an enthusiast. Yes, an enthusiast may have trouble getting through a, a whole report. They would kind of go digging through for the highlights. <laughs> That's what be, I did. Yeah. Like, yeah. And thank God your report had lots of shiny, like. Yeah. A lot, yeah, colors,
0: yeah. yeah. a lot of colors. A of colors.
2: And then you might get distracted uh, and go do something else pretty quickly. Uh, Kim, did you read it all the way through? I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I like that you, you described yourself, uh, you know, he's, you know, we would have said when I was doing therapy, I would have said, oh, you're the meat and potatoes parent and uh, Penn's the dessert. A a thousand percent. Yeah. I,
0: I, my, my (laughs) think, I think my kids are going to remember from me as a mother is me just saying, eat your food eat your food because he has them like laughing, choking on their potatoes. And then I'm like, just, we just eat, please. Will somebody eat? Cause I know if they don't eat, they're going to be in a bad mood later. Yeah. That's a hundred percent.
3: Having said that there are some things and we've kind of, we, we, we've kind of contracted out certain responsibilities and uh, like homework. Um, which can be a, a bit of a bear. Like there, there are certain what do you things mean contract I'm saying, like, I help her with the
0: homework. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, yeah. like I, like
3: the, the, there's a contract between us, like Penn, but, you're going to do the homework. Yeah. Like it's, I, I just can't handle that. And you have to be a little bit stern when that happens. I think there's, there's that dynamic where, um, if, if there's something one person simply just cannot do or doesn't want to do anymore, you've got to kind of step up and help out with them, yeah. but on the balance. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she gets, she keeps stuff going
2: for sure. So here's, let me just describe to you a little bit of what maybe a, um, a pretty healthy 7-1 marriage is like. And maybe you tell me if it sounds like you. Okay. How's that? All right. So um, as, a, as a 7, right, uh, you bring a lot of vision to the marriage. Lots and lots of ideas. Sometimes an overwhelming number of ideas, right? And you are enthusiastic about all of those ideas, and and Kim, if you're a one, you kind of bring the pragmatic side to all those ideas. It's a little bit like you um, you are more of the string, and pen would be more of the kite.
0: It's fascinating you say that, and this is why I think I was. I think at one point it was something else. I am the crazy vision boards everywhere. Let's, I have a thousand ideas and he's the, we, we laugh. He's like the duck hunter, like the
3: hang on. <laughs> but, like, but here's the thing. Are you talking about life or are you ooh. talking about work?
0: Oh, so that's, that's because, also because
3: I am more pragmatic at work, but, it, but I was trying to follow the instructions on the Enneagram. Like I do have lots of ideas. I say, let's go do this. I say, let's, I mean,
0: yeah, no, That. no, so, you're right. You're right. So life, you are you are definitely more more that role, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I am I am get to the airport early, yeah. On life, but that's the challenge, right? And but in business, I am I am like, let's you know write a Broadway show, and he's like, well, that takes a lot of time. Is that
2: the best use of our time?
0: So that is fascinating. Yeah.
2: What's curious though is that you know when a one is healthy. They, they begin to act or appear to be a lot like a healthy seven. And when a seven is under stress, they start to look like a little bit of a not so healthy one.
3: Yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me at work. You just said me at work. Um, like I, I, when I get over, um, powered with too many tasks, like I, I need to, and this part of this is my ADHD brain. I need to finish one thing up and I can move on to the next. Cause my executive functioning is just crap. That's just what my brain is, is made of. Right. So that's crazy because I do become the, okay, this is all going to garbage. I need everyone to leave me alone. I need to get this done. This is like step a step B I'll be
2: upstairs if you need me. Right. And so when that seven gets under stress, they can also like my son's a seven, so I kind of know how this rolls. They mm-hmm. can kind of take the moral high ground and become a little bit like um, critical, a little judgmental, a little sure. bit like I need to go. I need to go organize my sock drawer, uh, and they they get you know uh, a little. Um, they can become a little <laughs> finger waggy, you know, if they're not careful when they're in that bad that pressure space. But when a one is in a good space, it's like suddenly, you know, they, they start drinking that extra margarita. The party's on. The party is on. They, yeah. Their hair comes down and they're like, woo, yeah. and, you know, and they act, <laughs> they start acting more like a seven. I bet the two of you on vacation have a ball. Right? I'm glad
3: you said that. So Hawaii, we took our family to Hawaii. And right. I, like I didn't even recognize this woman. It was, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. it was Yeah, it was classic. I mean, I, I love her already, but I super loved her on vacation.
0: I, yeah. I think we should move to Hawaii. Is yeah.
3: With, and again, the life pin says yes. Yeah. Um, life pin says yes to that.
0: I, it is. It is funny because it, it's fat. And this is the, you're the first person to ever point that out that like our, I just assumed who I am in real life is who I am at work, but who I'm at work is different than who I am in real life. Yeah. It's blurry because our. I'm sitting where my son usually plays video games and this is where I work all day. And then like our job, now is so super weird and it's to make videos about our life. So there's this really blurry, fuzzy line. And it's
3: not just for us anymore. It's for everybody.
0: Right. Um, right.
3: Cause we're all we're
0: like all, work and life is time. all one big like soup. So I think in, in work, I'm more of a seven, but in real life I'm more of a one. Yeah. So that's why it's so super blurry.
2: Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I mean, that's a great observation that I have not heard somebody mention, you know, given the new reality that we're in. Mm-hmm. But the human personality is adaptive. Right. It, it doesn't yeah. it's never static. It's not like, oh, I'm a one in everything. You know, it's like right. and the other thing is with the Enneagram is you actually are all nine numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you contain all nine types. It's just that you're dominant in one. Right. So, you know, that's why you see all those lines flying around. That, that's the fluidity of the dynamism of the system. Right. And, and that's what kind of makes it cool is it's like, Oh, I see. So when I'm under stress, I act like this. And when I'm doing great, I act like that. And you know, it's, nice. you know, that's, that's like uh, part of the juice of the thing that makes it really work in a, in a great way and why I like it as much as I do. All right. So Kim, let me ask you a question. Um, would you say that you have a, a, a pretty strong need to, like, perfect yourself, improve yourself, others, and the world pretty much a lot of the time? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I feel like.
2: If you're not watching this show on YouTube, you need to get on YouTube and watch it because Penn's face right. is answering all the questions right. right now. Okay. Getting to you in a moment, Penn. Kim, continue.
0: I always want to be the best version of myself for me, for my partner, for my family. So, hence the endless self-help books, mm-hmm. and I'm really dedicated to like my nutrition practices so I can feel my best.
2: Very disciplined.
0: Very. I'm very disciplined. Um, in most in most cases, right? Yeah, I'm I'm very disciplined. Yeah,
2: hundred um, percent. Conscient. Uh, let me give it some.
0: I have. Go ahead. Yeah, and I do also feel like. There's so much in the world. Like I feel overwhelmed sometimes by all the things that I'm not doing to help mm. the world. <laughs> like there's so much to do, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so much. Like it gets a little overwhelming. Yeah,
2: and and that creates anxiety for you. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple words. You tell me if you resonate with them. Uh, and Pen, you you chime in. Uh, conscientious. chime yeah. res- in
3: on whether she's conscientious. Yes. Yes, yes, she's very conscientious.
2: Okay, highly detail-oriented.
3: Yes, extremely highly detail-oriented. Um,
0: most times, yes.
2: Most Sorry. times.
3: She wanted to make sure and add that detail at
2: the end. That's right, <laughs>
3: that's right, <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> right. 20 hours just that.
0: I really suck at paperwork, paperwork's my kryptonite. Like you know all the forms you have to fill out to send your kid to
2: camp, Right.
0: like that will end me. But other than that, yes.
2: Okay, uh, very responsible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've already said this, and this is a big one trait, very concerned with self-improvement.
0: Yes. And honestly, I read that report and I'm like, oh yes, that's, that's, it was listed there. I'm like, that's what it is that I, am just always, there's not been a version of myself where I'm like, you nailed it. Go relax. I'm like, nope, got to get better. Yeah.
2: Do you have a very strong inner critic? Yes. That's what I was going to say she
1: already hinted at that. Yeah. yeah. It, is it can it
2: be punishing?
0: Um aren't all of uh, does it, it's, I didn't realize that people weren't mean to themselves inside their own head. That <laughs> is I so one uh, I, yeah.
2: more ones have said that to me they're like wait a minute you, uh, you don't have that inner critic and I'm like not for long stretches of time I mean maybe you
0: don't hate yourself all the time no i don't hate myself no. but like my my <laughs> My date is like.
3: So here's 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 what happened. As soon as she got the result that said perfectionist, she was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then and then like she was hate reading the report. Like, wow, I'm gonna get through this. Figure out what's going on here. Um, and but as she got through it, she started realizing, like, wait a minute, this this word doesn't mean what I thought it meant. And there's a bunch of these things mm. that are that are probably true.
0: Yeah. Cause um, I just, cause I'm like, I put out really mediocre crap on the internet all the time. How am I a perfectionist? You,
3: okay. Now I'm just going to jump in. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, Penn, please. If you don't, I will. <laughs> that's our, out, that's our little outward facing thing. It's like, Hey, we're on the internet. Like, let's just put it out there and see what happens. Look at us. We're so random. We work super hard on these videos.
0: But There, there, and, there are times like, then I'm like you know that could have been better but whatever just like get it up you know so that's where I that's where I heard perfectionist I was like no I'm not we put out mediocre things all the time and yeah but there's more to it.
1: you're filling in the lines for the Enneagram one very well yeah right now. <laughs> yeah you really are <laughs> i've like really been
3: enjoying their like d- doing this on uh, and on a skype like anthony I- i've been reading him like a, yeah it,
1: yeah it's,
2: he's, he's enjoying all of this
1: yeah yeah, I'm here yeah. Pleasure. yeah thanks i get it. to watch
2: yeah. yes all right let's talk about this book tell me about it i love this this line from it we fight a lot like a lot more than your average couple on a sitcom
3: well it's accurate um we like I said, we live and work together. Uh, so we're kind of in the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours category times a lot. Like we're experts in being around each other. Um, and because we're so different and because we see the world so differently and because we're so self-aware, um, we we kind of get it out in the open pretty quickly. And so um, we, we say nice things about each other a lot. We are passionate with each other a lot, but we also fight a lot.
0: I felt that it was so important to write this particular book because everybody fights. We believe fighting can be a love language. And by the way, we have like rules of engagement, right? So there's not like cussing, spitting, punching each other type of fights, but I feel like it, once you get through that, you know, your partner so much better. And we used to really suck at fighting.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll,
0: I'll say that like, I would just be like, fine. And then like slam the door and leave. Cause that was my MO, just like pull the report. And he was just like the endless pleaser and just wanted to apologize instantly. And we never got through anything. And we had the same fights over and over again. We, and we went to therapy for all this yeah. stuff. And um,
3: we also found out we had a bunch of fights uh, that were happening through silence, just by not talking about them, like the yeah. stonewalling of issues. And we found out that was like, we had a few of those, but that's a huge problem for, for other couples as well. Yeah.
0: So um, we're hoping and praying that this book helps. I mean, even if it just helped one couple see that this is completely normal and, and that there's a path and there's some magic words you can use to really diffuse situations and to get the, the most out of your relationship. So we're, we're hoping that it helps people.
2: That's fantastic. What can happen sometimes in a 7-1 relationship, um, uh, the, the 7 can be a teaser you know, kind of tease the one, and and sometimes the the one can get into this sort of cycle of, and this is going to sound hard, but you know, the Enneagram kind of reveals hard stuff, right? But the one can kind of go into this sort of cycle of uh, seriousness, and uh, sometimes can get a little condescending. The seven can get a little too lighthearted and, and teasing, and uh, that can lead to kind of hurt feelings between the seven and the one. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about
3: mansplaining, Ian, or is this something different? Like, what kind of te- <laughs> is it, or is it like this kind of teasing? Yeah, or is it,
0: I'm, yeah. I, I, we had a fight recently where I did not mispronounce the name of a rapper. I said Busta Rhymes, and he thought I said Buster Rhymes, and so and it was part. It was not part of the story. I was like, oh, like that, you know, in this playlist, Buster Rhymes, he's like, did you say Buster?" I was like, no, I didn't. And he would not let go of it. And he thought it was so funny that I would mispronounce the name of this artist. And so, and, but I, I was like, for the love. And he thought it was the funniest thing. And I just wasn't in the mood for it. So that was one of our most recent um, annoying fights. Yeah. So there was a seven and a one right
2: there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, tease, so teasing, you did your, yeah, he just, that was yeah. it. Yes.
2: Yeah. That can, that can become, so one of the things that's really great about the Enneagram is I think it's one of the best marriage tools around. I I wish someone had given my wife and I the Enneagram when we were doing premarital work. Mm -hmm. Like, like it completely changed the way that we communicated with each other completely. So I,
3: yeah, but I feel like you almost need a guide to take you through it. that's one Mm -hmm. thing I will say about it. Like you've, you've already explained a lot of things that we couldn't really figure out in the report just by Like you take a test and then you see the results and then you have a thousand follow-up questions and you kind of need that to
2: get there. Um, Right.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: So thank God for you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean like, for example, like another one, seven thing would be, uh, Kim, you know, uh, you spot a problem, you want to address it. And sometimes Ben, if you're a typical seven, you don't, generally like emotionally or psychological painful feelings for too long keep going i'm, yeah, I'm tracking I'm picking <laughs> up what you're throwing down right and so you know you know kim's gonna come to you and go we need to figure this out and you're gonna be yeah okay and then it's like the jokes start coming mm-hmm. uh, reflecting the, with humor got it keep going right yep. uh, Doing it right now yeah <laughs> you start making farts with your armpit while she's trying to say something that's... Oh, she's nodding her head, right? I mean, so sevens typically... Here's like the unconscious motivation of a seven. The seven is a person who... Uh, has a need to avoid emotionally and psychologically distressing feelings by constantly thinking about a future filled with fun and new escapades and adventures and naked skydiving and a new exotic restaurant. And boy, we could do this and we could go to Hawaii. When we go there with the kids, we're going to go parasailing without our, you know, and on and on. Now, the one would be saying, Um, Yes, but remember, we have to watch our budget because we can't be spending all that money on the Ski Nautique for seven days.
1: For those of you not watching... Kim and Pen are nodding
3: their heads. <laughs> yeah. But I like I don't want to say anything cuz he's it, this is better than uh, a tarot card. <laughs> <he's> really accurate. <laughs> the meter's running
0: and yeah. it's 5 it's 500 like, now. I'm hour. a never nude. I would never do naked skydiving, but other than that, yes. Am,
3: yeah, if anyone watches the rest of development, I am a never nude. <laughs> but, like yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I'm just saying that the 7 is it, Well, actually, the seven looks very confident, but if you scratch the surface of a seven, there's actually a lot of anxiety underneath all that. Mm-hmm. And, and and part of it is sevens do not want to stay in the present moment. They, they, they are always thinking about the future, always thinking about, um, always planning and thinking about the future. And in a way, you, you are actually said it earlier, uh, Penn, that they have monkey mind. It's this racing thoughts and they're coming at a million miles an hour. It's very hard. Like sevens are just like popcorn is going off and, and streamers, you know, it's like, there's just a lot of fun it around seven.
3: So I, I, okay. I have a question about, cause everything you're saying is right, but there's your one little kind of, difference. I, I, I do think all of this is, is true. Like I do have, I have some anxiety like beneath the surface. I don't deal well with physical and psychological pain. I deflect with humor all the time. I try to stay positive as much as I can. Yes. I have crippling sadness every couple of um, months. We call it our menstruation um, time where I'm just like super down and I just like, I let it, it all kind of goes out and then I get back to being bubbly. I think about the future all the time, but it's for me. I don't mm-hmm. like saying it out loud. Um, in fact, like when, when I talk to her about the future and maybe you can diagnose me for this, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for and wishing for and dreaming of in my head, being president of the flipping United States or something, which used right. to be a glamorous thing. I don't know if it is anymore, is but that, like that serious?
0: was, okay, we, we'll talk about that later. Cause that's not,
3: no, I know I'm not going to do it, but like being, the, being the best version of myself and being awesome. But I, but I don't like doing the five-year plan. I don't like, where do you see yourself five years from now? It just, right. It, I think to me, it, it. I know you say you want to look in the future, but for me, I want to celebrate and enjoy and suck every bit of uh, juice out of our current success so that we're not constantly looking toward the future.
2: So does that take me off the seven line? No, not necessarily. Everybody's different, right? Um, and it might require more reflection on your part because sometimes you get yeah. the Enneagram type and you're like, oh, I definitely am not like that. And then three weeks later, you're mm-hmm. in the middle of doing something and you'll go, oh my gosh, there it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, cause sometimes remember we're so close to ourselves, we can't see ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, w- once you sort of begin to develop that constant, not habit, but discipline of, of doing self-observation, then you begin to see things that, you know, w- might be part of your type that you initially didn't identify with. Right. Like, so what you were just describing is pretty seven ish, right? You, you were, uh, sevens don't like five year plans because they like options. They like escape plans. They oh, always well, bad, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's always like, well, if I commit to that, I'm locked. What in. if something else comes up that I want to do and it's not part of the plan? Like,
0: or I think his big thing is, if in business, trying to make even a one-year goal. We had like a one-year goal meeting. He didn't want to do that because he's like, well, what if we don't get there? I'll be disappointed. Okay. Where is and, that? My here it
3: is. Dis- ah. disappointment is the worst form of psychological pain I can possibly describe.
0: But I, it is the
3: worst. I'm. Yeah. D- but like, if
0: we don't, if we if if we set our goal here and we get here, I'm like, cool, okay, we, we got real close. Um, I want to
3: set my goal here and <laughs> like go away and celebrate. Yeah,
2: right. Yes. yes. Standards. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the thing with sevens is too is they're all about anticipation. Like they 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 love anticipating. The vacation but when they get there it's not doesn't it's hard for that thing to live up to that and so then they start thinking about the next vacation you know or the well next week we're gonna do this you know I have an awesome time well, at you know what? also if I we, forgot what a vacation looked like I know, but, but yeah.
0: he says to you like literally will be in the rental car and he'll turn around and be like okay everybody let's lower our expectations <laughs> he's like let's just assume something horrible is gonna happen and when it doesn't it'll be great I'm like the like, kids love it because we yeah. talk
3: about all the things that can go wrong and it gets kind of funny <laughs> it's also sort of funny
2: but but uh, i'm just gonna one last question for you and then i'm gonna head over to you Kim, and talk about ones but so for for you pen um are you a person like when you were a kid and uh were you the kind of kid that everybody said boy for pen every day is a snow day like yes. it's just I like, get out of bed, and you're very sunny, very optimistic. You um, always saw the silver lining, even in the worst of circumstances, right? And maybe you were the the kid who brought to the family or to the class um, the clownish kind of side. You know, you were always the one that that was kind of behind the fun. Does that sound like you a little bit?
3: Yeah, I I definitely. Uh, I had a lot of energy, and I people people did tell me that I seemed very happy and good natured. Like I, I went back and read. It's funny because I, I we had to take my parents to a, a skilled nursing unit, and so we, you know, when you clean out your parents' house, you find all kinds of crazy stuff. And one of them was a report card from fourth grade. And you don't remember what you were like in fourth grade, right? Like that's that's a bit. Uh, holy. Well, I
2: went to Catholic school, so I blocked all that out. Oh, right. Me, exactly. <laughs> Trauma based well, material, right there. <laughs>
3: Um, but, but I, the, the words like energy, enthusiasm and positivity were, were all over the report card. And that was great to see and to hear because I wasn't feeling energetic or positive when I was cleaning out the house. Um, and it was like a reminder that, oh yeah, that, that guy's in there somewhere.
2: Kim, does Penn do what we call reframing, which is if something is, if something bad happens, he can suddenly just turn it on his head and make it a positive. Yes, I will
0: say that. So he, he brought up his parents. So we'll share like both of his parents have Alzheimer's dementia. So that's a mind mm. thing that happens to a child to have and he's, you know, he's in his 40s. So he's relatively young to have parents going through this. So yesterday was the first time in a year that we've seen them. So we had an, we were able to do an outdoor visit for the first time of the year and they've declined a lot over the past year and neither one of them are verbal and Mm. I, we were sitting there and it was really hard and we're getting, we're walking to the car. And he's like, okay, well, we got to go pick up the kids, and we got to go. Um, the it, it it's fine. It's it is what it is. It's fine. Okay, what are we going to get for dinner? Like very and well, then we also
3: had a plan that we're going to bring our guitar next time. Yeah, and he's
0: like, I you guess- know, next time we'll make it about music because they can sing because you know you can sing and not speak. He's like, we're going to sing next time, and it'll be great. It'll be f- lots of fun. And it was like, and then we were done, and and so he. Not only reframed it as something like next time it's going to be fun, but then like could move on. And Whereas I was needing to like sit in the moment and to hold hands and really just like feel it. Um, he was like, he does not feel like feel value in feeling sad. <laughs> he doesn't find value in that. Right. So, and
2: um, that's a very seven feature. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, Penn, just now when, 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 uh, when Kim was talking, you, you, you went from sort of an animated face to a sad face, which is yeah. understandable given the topic. I, I mean, I, I understand that, but what was that? What's that like for you when you go there? Uh, it's not comfortable. It's,
3: uh, I, I usually like to be by myself. I only recently by recently, like in my entire life found someone that I could be sad around and it's Kim. And Mm. we weren't even great at that when we first got started. I don't Mm. think, I don't think, you know, in the manual, a lot of people will, they'll fall in love. They'll get to know each other. They'll get married. They'll go on their honeymoon before ever really having a chance to be sad together. So, um, it's, it's, it sucks. It's uncomfortable. And I, I've also, it's so uncomfortable that I feel people looking at me and wondering if there's something wrong with me. And that makes me feel sad because I don't want to harsh their buzz.
2: Mm. Well, I appreciate your vulnerability on that because I think that's a struggle for lots of sevens, you know, is this sort of experience of, boy, people have these expectations of me to be the the caffeinated person at the party and uh, to be the guy who has champagne running through his veins. And uh, there's this kind of feeling like, oh, I've sort of lost touch with my identity here if I have to go to this other place. And sevens, unlike other types, tend to worry in a way that if I go into this sad place, will I ever come out? Like, I'm, that spooks me. You know, if I, if I really start to cry, will I ever stop? Uh, with this, and they hate feelings like stuck. Like stuck is a bad place for a seven, you know. Or, um, like I said, you know, looking for ways to reframe negatives into positives. Because just sitting with a negative is too hard for too long. Right. So, like, I'll oftentimes say to a couple who has a seven in the mix, I'll say, All right, if you need to have a hard conversation with a seven, put an egg timer on for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Too much time. (laughs) (laughs) And then say at the end of the 15, we're going to revisit this hard conversation tomorrow. And, you know, and it's better to come. uh, That's really good advice. We
0: actually, not to like, Go super plug of the book. So we call this like the secret contracts, which are those agreements you make in a partnership without even mm-hmm. speaking them out loud. A lot of times it's around housework, right? So I became the one who did like the cooking and cleaning with that. We didn't even make that, like, we didn't verbally say that out loud, but our, his secret, my secret contract with him, he needed to be the golden retriever. He needed to be the happy one. Yes. And, so when, and so that was his agreement. Ooh. And so you're, you're saying that it's a seven trait makes such, make such sense. But I needed to give him space to be sad.
3: Yeah. During mm-hmm. the whole thing with my parents, th- it was that was when we realized, oh, crap, like I've got to grieve if I don't, I'm going to explode.
0: Yeah. And so mm-hmm. just me acknowledging and then literally the words we say out loud as my like, secret contract, yeah. your turn to be sad. Cause I'm Mm. like depressed and anxious most of the time. So not most of the time, but like I get to feel that a lot. He doesn't. So then I'm like, your turn, go egg timer, be sad. Um, And so that's honestly, that's helped. Mm. Mm.
1: Ian, oftentimes you say no emotion is final. Yeah. And I um, think it's a healthy thing for a seven to give yourself even time when you're going through grief to go, you know what? I'm going to give myself, 10, 15 minutes right now, just to feel that no emotion is final. I'll be able to move out of that space. And at another time later, if I need to revisit that, I can, but just to take it in, in bite-sized chunks.
2: Yeah. No emotion is final. I love that. All right, Kim, I'm going to ask you some stuff about once and then we're going to spend some time really diving deeper into the book. Um, When at, at some point in your life has, have people ever said to you that they feel like you're critical and uh, maybe picayune, possibly at times in your worst moments, judgmental?
0: I don't know that they would say that
2: to my face,
0: but I feel that. I, I know that there was like a years, a couple of years ago, um, you know, obviously pre-COVID, I think Lola was like 11, and she got invited to, with another family, to go to the beach. And so, um, with another family. And so, it was one of those, like, I... I, do, our family is like, so we're so close to net. We don't like really travel separately a lot. So I was doing the, making sure she had everything. And I texted the mom because she was 11 at the time. I'm like, Hey, all of her sunscreen is in this one bag, just making sure she, she has it. And she's like, Oh, don't you worry. I would, um, I would never like, I know how, or I would never mess that up for you. Cause I know how you are or something like that. I was like, Oh, Okay. And so I guess I'm that way. So I think people I'm assuming people think that about me, but probably don't say it to me.
2: Right. Are you very sensitive to criticism? Probably. Yeah.
3: Well, you're, you're, I'm sorry. I I know you're asking her. I'm just going to throw this out here because her, her two superpowers, her things, don't enneagrams. I think is, that's how you see the world, right? But her superpowers, I think she's better at than anyone else. are loyalty and empathy like her 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 ability to to feel everyone else's feelings is is unbelievable so she feels everything and so it's impossible not to feel that
0: right right? i think you handle it really well i try to because i think i am like self-aware but no i'm not yeah probably okay
2: um is is being a very good person and um appropriate Important to you. Like being appropriate, meaning doing the right thing. Um, For example, I'll I'll ask another question. Does it bother you when people bend the rules?
0: (laughs) I am. A super rule follower. I okay. oh I am. <laughs> is, I, I I I walk in this the line. I stand in the line. They tell me to go in. Even though there's a shorter one right there. This whole vaccine thing, for example, we have right. we have friends who know pharmacists who are like, "Hey, we could probably when they have extra doses at the end of the day, they can call you." I'm like, "No, I need to wait in the line." And I need to hit refresh on the website like everybody else. I'm not going to cut in line. Like I'm not going to do that.
3: We can be in Target and pick the right line, like the faster line, and we can get to the front. And she'll be like, "Oh, those people were here before us. Maybe they should just cut in front of us because, like, she has she well, has I a just, sense of order and a sense of justice. I think is where we are yes. with this, right?
2: Yeah. Yes, fairness, fairness, yeah. fairness or justice, fairness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fairness. Okay. So, how do you feel when someone in the 15 item or less line has 20 items in their basket.
0: My armpits start sweating. You need to play. <laughs> you, I'm going to you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I,
0: if, even if I have like, I, I'm questioned, I don't ever pick that line because I don't want anybody to think like, I don't know, she has a dozen eggs. Is that counting? Like, I don't want people to question me. <laughs> so I'll just go wait in a longer line unless I legitimately have one thing. I go wait in a longer line. Yeah.
2: That is so funny. She's worried about the dozen eggs. Are That's they going right. to count twelve in yeah. the packet as part of the <laughs> no, no. part of the order? And
0: they're like putting it on the internet. Christmas jammies, mom.
3: Okay, I'm glad you said that because then the question becomes. I was like this is, before. Yes, and I was going to say yes. She was like, it, "Is this because you have like more of a public uh, focus on you? and People kind of recognize you from the videos." I just want to clarify. No, she's been like this since <laughs> I've met her. And yes, it's, and I love her very much.
2: Yep. Yep. So, and you're very self-controlled, right? Or not?
0: I think so, yeah. Right. I, I, I would think so. I mean, I have- You are. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm that's a compliment. Well, even like you're with, very, like, I don't
0: love the feeling of, I, I love a glass of wine, but two, I start to feel a little like out of control and I don't like that feeling.
2: I loved that feeling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was all about out of control. You That's need the- to have two glasses of wine and go through the 15.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know. Just like play it fast and loose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But you see, this
2: can be so great, man. Ones and sevens together because you correct each other's excesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like y- you'll, um, you won't you will let each other get away with some stuff that in other situations, other combinations might, you know. Um and I think that's fantastic. You know, I, I don't
0: think there's another person on the planet that could put up with me plus bring out the best in me. And like, mm-hmm. he reminds me that I, he reminds me of, of my true self, because I think that the Enneagram one can take over, but he will bring me back to who I really am under this. And so, mm. yeah.
3: That's sweet. I like, Thank you. I hope you realize that's all horseshit because you're like a catch.
2: (laughs) But it it can be really, really great. And it sounds like you are leveraging your superpowers to, you know, uh, put together a really healthy marriage, you know, and and that's that's so important, you know, uh, for all of us to be able to recognize. And I love what you said too. Kim about you know, a lot of times when a seven is doing their work and they stop needing to be the clown at the party, it's like they actually have to work at it. You know, they have to stop being the storyteller, the center of attention, the person who's the entertainer, uh, all that stuff. And they start to get in touch with, you know, I'm trying to work on myself. I don't have to be that guy all the time. You know,
0: it, it, it but you're just, right. It, it, I mean, it is, it is work for him mm-hmm. to sit and listen and let people finish sentences without and and not even out of a wanting to be the center of attention just wanting to hype that person up like wanting to be their hype man at a story like finishing the sentence and um Mm -hmm. but so it's work to kind of sit back and listen
2: right but but the problem is is that then the five other people at the party will say gee uh are you're depressed you're just not being yourself tonight and it's like no i'm just trying to grow yeah. And and it's so great when that one is around saying this is okay. This mm-hmm. is you you just keep doing your work and you know, we're not going to make you be the golden retriever, right? You, we want I, you to be more than call the golden him the retriever. the golden retriever by the way. He is so there, the golden retriever. Yeah. There you go. So I think I think that is what we want to see in marriages from an Enneagram perspective. Is like let's teach you teach y'all. like so if he says to you, look, you know, the house doesn't have to look perfect.
3: I've, I've learned not to say that, Ian. Um.
2: <laughs> but it is important. Like for a one, like I have a friend of mine who's a one, and uh, and now she's particularly anxious. But but uh, she says to me, like uh, I when I um, uh, do make dinner, right? Uh, I it's hard for me to sit down and eat dinner before I've actually cleaned the pans that I made the dinner in. Right. And I'm like, wow. And she says, and, and it's a lot because of anxiety. Like I just feel anxious as long yeah. as they're there. And if you have a seven around, who's like, leave them till tomorrow. We'll get to them tomorrow. It's good for the one to practice that. Yeah. Discipline.
3: Well, you also just like, I am um, not to, go back to the book, but you just said a couple of magic words of communication when you're talking to people. Um, instead of saying, we really should start eating dinner now, or I'm hungry, I want to eat dinner. Um, you, said, you said, I feel. You said, I feel this way when I'm trying to clean this up instead of you should. And both people said their feelings and both people pe- kept, were validated by it. And so it worked out that way. I mean, that's the only way that we survive is by like, letting people know Letting each other know what we're feeling at the time.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I, but I clean as I cook and then mm-hmm. I sit down and he even said, like, he went to go play tennis last night. He's like, leave some dishes for me. I'm not going to leave dishes for him. He's like, I'll do it when I get back. But He's, I usually, I
2: usually do the dishes. But, but he does, yeah. he does
0: help out with that. But it's, um, yeah, it's a work in progress.
2: All right, let's, let's jump into this uh, really great book. Everybody fights. So why not get better at it? Tell me again, what motivated you to write this book? We fought and
3: we weren't, the, the fights weren't making us any better. The fights were, were, and, and they were cycling. They were the same fights over and over again that we found ourselves getting in. And we went to counseling and uh, it was a guy who also happened to be our pastor at our church who like specializes in uh, in marriage workshops. And he started giving us some tips and tools, just like a, a little taste. And then we liked it. We wanted more. And then we realized, oh my gosh, we could have a great freaking marriage. And if we could, it would be kind of cool to tell people about it. And then we realized that the, the center of all of it were these fights where instead of, you know, being caught in the same cycle, you could grow and learn about each other's vulnerabilities and what's important to them. And uh, and that was kind of when we got started.
0: Yeah, and and listen, we have this like weird platform, right? And it's a lot of jazz hands and song and dance. So this may be a little unexpected, right? This isn't this isn't the song and dance that we're normally you know that we normally do. So I have no idea what the response to this book is going to be, but there is no. I wouldn't want to write a book of like, who cares about like, where are we, like our backstory and blah, 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 and happy ending. No, like when people see our videos, we do look very happy because we are happy, but this is how we got there. Yeah, we and, worked on it. And and the way that my brain works is if I have something great, whether it's like a water bottle or something, I want to tell you about it because I want to help you. So, yes. th- th- so uh, this works. And when people, you know, even we posted something today, like, "Oh, you guys are like hashtag couple of goals." No, we're not. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. But we do the work. And I, as a child of divorce, it was important for me that I wasn't even going to start a partnership without a strong foundation. And then once we hit a rough spot, I certainly wasn't going to hit the highway. Like we, we weren't. We weren't going to go there. So I felt like you know, Penn uses this analogy in the book, like your car you take it for an oil change and you get the tires rotated and you do all this maintenance on the stupid car, but rarely do people do that sort of work on their marriage. Like they're not putting in that just maintenance work. So is this a book for people that have been, you know, torn apart by infidelity? Probably not. This is a book for the 50% of the marriages that are going to stay together. Right. Cause 50% ish stay together, but are those 50% like really great and dynamic and happy? I, probably not. We, we weren't, but in, now we really are, I can say honestly. So mm. that's why we wanted to write
2: it. That's fantastic. It sounds like what you're doing is there are some, some books that are designed to take people from low functioning to functioning, right? It's a rescue book. Yeah. And then there are other books that are like, I want to take you from functioning to high functioning. Right. You know, and that sounds like what you're trying to do in this book. We, we,
3: we researched uh, marriage books and they're all like, it's a, it's a, it's a guy staring mm-hmm. out a window. And like and like then, a drug rehab ad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's called like the final straw or something. <laughs> and, and we're like, Oh God. So I, how are we going to differentiate ourselves from them, because I think there's a stigma when it comes to relationship books that that's where you have to be. You
0: have to be on the brink of disaster. Right. No. So, so
3: like from the cover of the book to any of the interviews that we're do, doing, we're trying to show people that this is not that. It's fun. You'll laugh when you right. read it. You'll um, you'll probably say, oh, that's me. I mean, there is plenty of substance because we did a fair amount of research and we did keep the the important stuff in there. But you're, you're 100% right. We want this to go functioning to high functioning. In fact, I'm totally stealing that for our next all interview. future
0: interviews. to yep. go functioning to high. No, I'm
3: serious. That's a, like that's a really good succinct way to say that. So thank yeah. you. We're gonna. Play You're job. welcome.
2: <laughs> Bill, Bill is on the way. No problem. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Send it all in. right, up. you've got this uh, book that I think is going to be very, very helpful to lots of people. But I want to know, as every you know, is this your first book? By the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Great adventure ahead. So here's one of the things I learned in writing books. People go into Barnes & Noble and they take a book off the shelf. And the the unconscious question they're all asking is, what's in it for me? You Mm -hmm. know, like, what am I going to learn if I read this? Right? Right. So I'm your consumer. What am I going to learn if I read this book? If I have 20 seconds to answer it, you're going to learn
3: some simple magic words that you can say in a fight that will get it pointed in the right direction. So that you can learn more about your partner and you can grow together with them. Give me the five magic words, just fast. I don't
0: know if they're five, uh, but there's there are many. There
3: are a bunch. I hear you. Um, instead of you should saying, I feel.
0: It's so. What I hear you saying
3: is yeah. Okay. Instead yeah. of saying, right. I always, you should say I feel. Um, I mean, the biggest one is tell me more.
0: Tell me more, and that has been working yeah. great with our kids. And so, by the way, a lot of these, you know, we kind of like have helpful hints and really, I. What I wanted was scripts, basically, of what I can say. And when I went to Christopher, and we we used him in the book, like our marriage coach in the book, I'm like, just tell me exactly what to say to get that's out. That's very
2: one oneish. What you're just saying right there. Just, just tell, me exactly tell me exactly what to exactly say. What Give me a do. script. Thank God, she did that because like that's. I think that's the best well, part of the book.
0: And so there are scripts and sentences of how to not to get out of a fight, but how to like advance it. Um, one
3: of them is that sucks.
0: That sucks, but but it's
3: not weird. like ah, that sucks, but like, oh, man, I understand that sucks.
0: I understand. That, a, that must be really hard.
2: Yeah, yep. that's another good. One. And, and
0: so instead of, um, Penn was always trying to fix it and fix me. But now he gets like, I, I just, hear you. I hear you. That that sounds really hard. And that, that goes a long way.
3: I used to always say, like, you should do this because I want to fix it.
2: And, um, no, no. Should is a big word for once. Um, should, I, I'm, should,
0: learn, I'm, I'm trying to take it out of my vocabulary it yeah.
2: is <laughs> yeah. uh, should ought and must are big words for once yeah. and that is part of their journey is learning to not should on themselves or others She's, she's been shooting no, all over her.
0: I've been <laughs> shooting all um, over.
2: She's myself. been full of should for a long time. I
0: mean,
3: and
2: like, it's, it's, the it's kids.
0: Like, I mean, we need to have a whole separate session on
1: <laughs> that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> 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 do this <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to diving deep. My, my wife, I'm a therapist, and my wife, um, and I, for example, with our kids, we've learned some magic words. I know this is more in the parenting realm, but it can work too in marriages. Like we learn with our kids, like when they'd say, well, why can't I? And we go, because we're not comfortable with it. So the whole idea of just saying, I'm not comfortable. Because sometimes you don't need to defend anything. You don't need to litigate anything. It's just, I'm I'm not comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. And it's
3: like. Yeah. That's in line with like a subjective feeling, which is you can't, you can't argue a subjective feeling. It's what you're feeling. And if you're not feeling comfortable with it, that's genius. Speaking of which, hey, Penn Charles, I'm not comfortable with you standing there during our interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually comfortable. Come in and say hello.
0: You're fine.
2: But um, I do like the fact that you have a golden retriever back there somewhere. Right. I think I there saw a golden, golden retriever. There is a golden retriever yes, there back is. there.
0: That's yes. yeah. uh, what I was. Oh, you want to see Sunny? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Go yeah, back and pet, pet Sunny. Right.
2: <laughs> All right. Guys, this wonderful book, uh, Everybody Fights, So Why Not Get Better at It? It's out March 30th. It's on W Publishing Group. People can get it on Amazon. They can go to their favorite bookseller, wherever fine books are sold. And uh, fine, but Only fine books. Fine only fine books. Fine, books. fine books. are sold. And you're going to, I would encourage people to, to buy it and read it because I want you to keep in mind, if you're an Enneagram fan, I want you to read it like through the lens of the Enneagram and just keep in mind that Penn is a seven, Kim is a one, and see if you're seeing the dynamic of a, of a healthy seven-one combination happening. And you know what? I would say to you two, if you haven't read my book, The Road Back to You, or any other kind of Enneagram books, I, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to read The Road Back to You. I know you have tons of time. And then I want to have you back on. Okay. I
0: okay. Am, I'm ordering it right now. We
2: both have to read
3: it, right? I feel yes. like that's because you know you're going to read it. I'm, I I like, I, <laughs> my reading
2: is-
0: Listen to it like, or, or something like that. Is it on Audible?
2: It is unaudible, yeah. but, oh, but he can do that. I can do that.
0: I will read it. He will listen.
2: Yeah, and, then- and, and the reason is, I think it's going to be a lot of aha moments for you. Oh, yeah. I well, really do hit us with a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's really going to have some. And I think you might get excited about the potential it has for you to just as another data point of of or pool of wisdom that you can bring to the conversation around marriage. Um, because it, I I don't know, man. As far as tools go for working on marriage, I just don't know a better one. You know what i mean like in terms of a system right yeah. mm-hmm. uh that really- I, i'm
0: fascinated with any tool any any typing any tool that can like that help us be better at being married at marriaging and at
2: parenting Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well everybody listen how else do people tell people where they get in touch with you on youtube and instagram and all those type of places
3: yeah. So our, our website is the com. Um on Facebook. We're the Holderness family on Twitter. We're the Holderness family. Actually not
0: on Twitter, but anyway, what are we on Twitter? I don't even, we're not really big on Twitter, Instagram. And, and it, as Penn likes to say, it's wilderness, but with a hoe. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> <it. So laughs> <that's hilarious. laughs> So that, that's how like We got to
2: end on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holiness. Thank you, this is wilderness with a hoe. That was so much fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was our pleasure. And listen, all of you folks, uh, part of our typology tribe, remember, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. Until next time.
1: Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool?